Happy Memorial Day weekend, everyone. It is Monday, May 31st, Season 2, Episode 8 of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast. And I just wanted to touch base with the fan base, talk to you guys. Few things have occurred and, and moved and went by uh, rookie minicamp and OTAs. So let's go ahead and talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. And some of the topics we'll be talking about is just from how the rookies look to OTAs. And I don't know if it's uh, attributed to Zach Taylor or is it attributed to uh, Joe Burrow and you know, if you're your lead, your starting quarterback, your leader coming off a major catastrophic knee injury is willing to get out there on the field. He says his knee is at about 85 percent. It's really no excuse for anybody else not to show. And, and we saw full participation from the Bengals. And I think they know how imperative this offseason is after post covid to be able to, to get this team to jail uh, on all phases offense, defense, and special teams. So I, I, I think it's very, it's a, a great sign. It's a great trend to see the Bengals all together, all at Paul Brown Stadium at OTAs, uh, getting this work in, which they, they really do need, because uh, we need to get out of this basement, ladies and gentlemen, of the AFC North Division. So once again, this is season two, episode eight. Let's go ahead and... Uh, just start, just start talking about things. So, for for one, rookie minicamp, uh, Jamar Chase, he looked like Jamar Chase. What I, I mean, what we all expected. Uh, Jamar Chase also with Joe Burrow, they got some extra time in, just starting to get rebuild that relationship up again, and, and to start getting timing down and starting to get chemistry down. So that's a great thing, beautiful thing. But let's move along to the meat and potatoes and what wins in this division and in the NFL. It's the trenches, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I, I hate to harp on it and pound on it, but that's what my concern is. That's what, that's what I lose sleep over at night, and that's what's going to make or break this season in Cincinnati. So we're taking a look, and I saw some of the you know, I saw some of the tapes, some of the film from OTAs, just like everyone else did. Um, Jackson Carmen, he, he looks pretty good. Um, let's just go through what the starting lineup may look like right now. You're looking at Jonah Williams at left tackle. At left guard, you're looking at Jackson Carmen. Center, you're looking at Trey Hopkins. <clears throat> And with Trey Hopkins just coming off of this ACL injury, and we don't know the timeline of when Trey Hopkins will be available, he'll be ready. Man, I tell you, I'm a Buckeyes fan, tried and true. So Billy Price, boy, oh boy, the option wasn't picked up on your contract. Man, this is make or break. This is the perfect opportunity, Billy Price uh you want to you wanna stay in Cincinnati? You want to stay in the great state of Ohio? Man, it's put up or shut up time uh, at center. Billy Price, uh, the backup for Trey Hopkins, and he'll probably be the starter until we find out what, how Hopkins has come along from that knee injury. And then right guard, Xavier Suofilo. This still worries me, ladies and gents, just being that 
Suofilo is another one that's had durability issues and, and the ability to stay healthy and available on the field. So that concerns me. So you look at a guy where his value is so much greater between uh, Quentin Spain because you just, I'm, I'm hoping for the best, knock on wood, but Xavier Suofilo, the past couple seasons, he, he hasn't played a full year. So that definitely concerns me. Uh, Riley Reef, the free agent that the Bengals signed, I think that's a, a great signing, but let's not just stop there. You know, there's still, I think, players available, uh, offensive linemen available. I think this is almost, when you think about the offensive line and you think about protecting your franchise quarterback and you think about him being on a rookie deal right now, this should be a continuous thing each season to keep bolstering the offensive line. Keep adding, keep adding, keep adding. Some say you don't need an offensive, elite offensive line. I think you do, especially in the AFC North, where it comes down, you're facing physical defenses that right now are just better than our offensive line. And we've seen that. If you watch the film, the film don't lie, as they say. If you watch games against the Ravens, games against the Steelers, Joe doesn't have two seconds, let alone the average 3.5 seconds to survey the field, go to the first progression, the second progression, or the third progression, okay? So that is why I say this should be a continuous thing. The Bengals, they need to keep upgrading. If, they, if there's a guy who you can trade for, there's a guy in free agency that has value, you keep adding and right now after especially this season after covid with free agents it's a lot of value for these linemen because they they just the money's just not there the normal money's just not there for these guys so you can get some steals and some guys to really solidify this offensive line because even though the starting lineup uh for the offensive line may be may be serviceable uh we still got to see how they play, how Frank Pollock is able to, thank goodness he's back, able to get this offensive line to jail. And just considering the durability issues that these linemen have faced and, and had with the quarterback that's coming off a catastrophic knee injury, we need to be at build depth because we know, like I say, I hate to say it, knock on wood, but expect the unexpected in the NFL and injuries do occur. Okay, and so moving right along, the Bengals, um, they made some additions here. Uh, Bengals add safety, Kayvon Frazier. So he's another guy who will kind of help Darren Simmons and the special teams kind of get on track after losing some key special teams guys and, and pieces. And then Bengals, another to me, uh, a more of a uh, special teams linebacker and Joe Bacci. Uh, on waivers that they acquired from Philly. So that's another pickup. So that's part part one, season two, episode eight. And we'll be back right with uh, part two right after the station break. Thank you. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Season two, episode eight, part two of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast with your host, Garrett Staples. 
And moving right along, so we, we've talked a little bit about the offensive line. We've talked about OTAs. We've talked about rookie minicamp. We went over that. We've talked about some of the additions the Bengals have picked up off of the waiver wire. And then let's just talk about a second-year guy moving right along, talking about the emergence of T. Higgins and his next step for a sophomore year, making sure that he doesn't have a sophomore slump. Uh, it's been noted uh, that T. Higgins, he's went out to Arizona, he's trained, been keeping up on uh, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd has been talking, he's been very vocal talking about Joe Burrow, he can take us to the promised land, and then also on top of that, just talking about T. Higgins and his next step as far as being more explosive and yards after the catch, which is definitely a welcome sight for this offense. And I think he'll get a lot more man-on-man, single-man coverage just being now with the threat of Chase being on the outside, you got a thousand yard receiver and Boyd in the slot and T Higgins on the, on the other side. So I'd look for T Higgins to have a great year. I don't see any sophomore slump there in, in any kind of form or any kind of connotation for any kind of type reason. I, I really take, think he will take the next step and become a, a elite uh, number two. I think this is going to be a, a hell of a, offense but I think like I said it all starts with protection up front how well is the protection because it takes time for wide receivers to run routes unless you're throwing these dink and dunk uh RPO run pass option type of offense because you you basically you're saying well my offensive line doesn't give give us enough time up front to really work the deep routes uh the sticks uh the posts those kinds of things, the nine, just basically what you would almost throw to Chad, just just get deep, or Chris Henry, rest in peace, rest uh, his soul. You know, just, just being able to just say, Chase, just get deep. You know, it, it depends on the protection and how well, and I think it, it's imperative, Frank Pollock, and how quickly he can get this offensive line to jail. Moving right along, a running back, what is that? A quarterback's best friend, especially a young quarterback. His second year, he's coming off a catastrophic knee injury. I hate to keep reiterating and, and beating a dead horse to death, but that is the case. And I also think, you know, we saw Joe, he was in the shotgun. We saw him, you know, just throwing, doing the throwing motions, but you never know how the knee is and, and how Joe recovery has really came into the real bullet start flying and I say that when D lineman and stuff is kind of coming his way or they're sending safeties how much mobility how was Joe affected from this knee injury because if you go back to Carson Palmer when you added that big knee brace which we did see uh, Joe out there at OTAs with the knee brace on how much mobility has Joe lost how much of that, because if we watch, if you remember the film from last year, Joe escaped a lot of pressure and was able to, to throw on the run. And how much did he lose from this knee injury? And, you know, there, there's a lot of prognosticators and former players that are saying for Joe and his mobility and to get some of that back, 
That may not be till week five, six, or seven, or eight, uh, where he starts to really feel like himself again. And until then, I think it's imperative that, hey, you use that running game. We get Joe Mixon the ball. Can he be the, that just goes right into my next segment. Can Joe Mixon be one of the comeback players of the year and maybe even try to lead the AFC in rushing again? He may not lead the league in rushing uh, or the AFC, but Joe Mixon, for this to be a successful season, I feel like Joe Mixon, he's got to be back over 1,000 yards. Uh, I, I really think with just a decent offensive line, just the talent that Joe Mixon is to me, if we can just keep him healthy, I think 12, 1,200 yards is, is with ease uh, for Joe Mixon. So, and that's his best friend as well, is how, how well does this offensive line gel? How well do they start road grading and start blocking up front and moving people around and opening holes to where Joe Mixon is not juking and dancing in the backfield defenders and getting downhill and getting to the second level where he's not basically touched until linebackers and safeties have to come up and try to deal with that force. And that's what you want your running game to be. You don't want to have your running back like Barry Sanders juking defenders in the backfield. That that's that's not a key for, recipe for success. What we need is road graders up front, offensive line do their job, let Joe Mixon hit the second level, which is your linebackers, and the third level getting back into those safeties and wreaking havoc. And that's what you kind of saw when Frank Pollock was here and Joe had that breakout season, and that's what we need to get back to. So moving right along, uh, I'll reiterate, Jamar Chase, he looked like he is expected to be. But to me, like I say, and I harp on it, Jamar Chase, this, this great trio of wide receivers the Bengals have that I think if you look on paper, they're just about as good as anybody. I think the only ones who can maybe compete on paper is Tampa Bay. But it all depends on you can't throw to these guys if you don't have any time. So that's the key. So we'll see. And then, man, oh, man, how valuable is Frank Pollock going to be coming back to Cincinnati? How quickly can he whip these guys into shape? And I don't know if you you about uh, Bengals fans, but I want to see this offensive line overachieve. We all know the offensive line was in, if you go by pro football focus, if you go by any of these stats and info of ESPN, any of these guys, any of these websites, the Bengals were at rock bottom. So I think a major improvement just for this season alone, get them in the middle of the pack. You know, if you're bottom 31, 30, 29 offensively, offensive line-wise, if you can get this team around 15 uh, uh, as far as offensive line rating. That's a major improvement, ladies and gents. And that's what we need to see to have a, a, a successful season in Cincinnati and continue to work where we need to be. And to me, it still means offensive elite, offensive line play. Do I think it's going to happen this season? No, not with the not with the pieces and the parts that Frank Pollock has to work with, but it's a start. 
I do feel you can get from the, the deep 20s to at least a respectable 15, 14, somewhere around there and be middle of the pack, protect Joe, both Joes, protect uh, Burrow, and then also start opening up some holes so these running backs can start hitting creases and getting down quickly because these are one-cut running backs. They're not a lot of big jukers to me. I feel like, you know, if they can get to the second level, they can wreak havoc and they, we can start pounding it. And that's a quarterback's best friend. Joe does not need to be throwing 40 times a game this year, especially early on coming off of this uh, knee injury. Running game is the best friend. Running game needs to be getting over 100 yards consistently to take the pressure off Joe and to keep this offense on track and on schedule. Okay, so that's that's the value of Frank Pollock, and hopefully, hopefully I say that. And also, salute to all of those, being that I am a veteran, an Army veteran at that. Salute to all of my veterans and the veterans of the past to, that gave up the ultimate sacrifice so we can enjoy a weekend like Memorial Day weekend right now. So... That's it for the episode of season two, episode eight of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast. I just wanted to reach out to you guys. I know rookie minicamp has occurred. OTAs have occurred. The Bengals have made a few moves. And, you know, I just wanted to go ahead and talk about that, brush that over, and then still look at the keys moving forward into training camp. Uh, And like I'm excited, I know everyone is, after the post-pandemic, after the pandemic and really having no fans in the stands pretty much all season long last year. And with everything opening up, Governor DeWine here in Ohio, uh, the Vaximillion to get vaccinated, folks get vaccinated. And man, let's get back in these stands. And they're talking about we should be at full capacity uh, this fall. And let's enjoy, I mean, I, I feel like after COVID, this should make you appreciate being able to get in the stands. And unfortunately, what we're seeing in the, the NBA right now with fans being put back into the uh, arenas during the NBA playoffs, act accordingly. Act like you've been there and, you know, show class when you're out there in game day. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Season 2, Episode 8. Welcome to the Jungle Podcast. Your host, Garrett Staples. It was good talking with you. And as always, enjoy your weekend, Memorial Day weekend, and who day?